Chris, great to have you with us. Just tell us a little bit more about yourself and who you are, what you do. I'm uh, the uh, new monastic enabler for um, uh, in Carlisle. Uh, and I'm linked with a charity called Restore. Um, and we basically try and live out the practices of hospital, hospitality, simplicity, peace, resistance, and prayer. Um, we have about five um, charity shops that are all placed in uh, sort of deprived communities where we try and offer hospitality to people um, and also uh, sell things at a reasonable price. Um, and then I have a Men in Sheds project, which works with people who struggle with mental health and addiction um, and uh, community allotment as well, which works with uh, same kind of people, really. Brilliant. Thank you, Chris. And um, one of the things we're doing um, or we're thinking about is we're looking at mission and outreach and evangelism, all those, all those kind of words which churches sort of use interchangeably. And we're thinking about um, words what we say, you know, actually, you know, which is a big part of um, how people think about mission and evangelism. Our sort of works, what we do, or maybe even better word than works, is our walk, how we live our, how we live our lives, the choices that we make, you know, the, the, what we say, <laughs> what we actually do. And we're also thinking about our, about not our wonders, but God's wonders, what God does, the answers to prayers, the, the prophetic words, the, the miracles, the, the God of mission, working in partnership with us there's a little little bit of a picture what, what do you think of that as a as a sort of concept i guess or as a, a framework yeah I, th I obviously think that's really important i think sometimes people can be really keen on words um and not works uh sometimes people can be really keen on wonders but not works um so i think having this sort of holistic way of understanding the world is really important um, I was in a conversation just the other day with some CMS students and uh, one of the students asked them, um, she said, does, does being a pioneer mean that you have to be a, a bit of a lefty um, politically? Um, because she said if, if it did, she felt uncomfortable with that. So I sort of threw it out to the group, said, what do other people think? Uh, and then uh, another guy said, well, I think it's best to sort of put faith and politics in separate camps like they seem to, to to be bad for each other someone else pointed out that christians in america basically got donald trump elected uh and stuff like that so, so then i sort of started saying well maybe it isn't that we as christians are supposed to support this party or that party but that actually jesus calls us to embody uh his politics in the world um so we know that we've been told to to love our neighbor neighbor love our enemy um, we're told to share what we have with others. Um, yeah, so I think there's this, 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 this call as we follow Jesus to actually remind the world uh, of him. Um, and that doesn't mean like as individuals, we're not Christ. That would be, um, what's the word, uh, blasphemy. Uh, but that uh, as, a, as a body of people, the church, we're called to show the world, uh, uh, to remind the world of Jesus. And I think as Christians, we will never, we never, as you say, be exactly like Jesus. But as a body of people, I think we can look and resemble and um, have something of the ethos of Jesus. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe we could, this side of heaven will, ne will never be a perfect representation of it. But I believe that actually something of the, <laughs> the flavour, the character and the, the personality 
ought to mm. be ought to be visible. And my and the other thing I was thinking about was um we we live in a world that's very good at that's very good at rhetoric, but actually we need to match our rhetoric <laughs> with our with with who we are. Because actually who says it is almost as important as what they say. And actually we need to be the people that our words and our works match up. And actually mm. Yeah, um, which is the which is often the, the, yeah. the, with evangelism is the, the is often the thing that non Christians point at us, going, yeah, yeah, you talk about you talk about um, Jesus, but there's all these Christians who've done this or done that, or I've been to this place that wasn't nice, or there's some vicar on the in the paper who's done something bad, and and, and somehow <laughs> what we say and what we do doesn't always match mm. up. I think that's um, that's uh, Shane Claiborne's thing about. Um, how uh, Christians have sometimes uh, been the thing that have put people off belief in, in God. Uh, we've had much to say with our mouths, but little to show with our lives. And I think people are really looking for something that makes a difference, because I think people see all around them these days that there's a lot of suffering, there's a lot of people having a hard time. And then I think people are asking, well, what does your faith say about the suffering in the world? Um, and sometimes, if we're truthful, all we've offered people is life after death when there's people struggling right here and now. Um, and our faith has to be able to speak into people's situations here and now and, and the suffering they're experiencing. And I think there's, a, um, was it DC Talk that said the greatest cause of atheism in this country, he was talking about America, but I think it probably works with the UK, is Christians who confess Christ with their lips, but deny him by, the, by their lifestyle. That's what an unbelieving world finds unbelievable because actually people know that Jesus was passionate about the marginalized, the disenfranchised, the ostracized, the last, the least and the lost and yet the church seems to be reading the Daily Mail and not looking very like Jesus <laughs> and that, that whole idea of Shane Claiborne about I want to see a church <laughs> that looks like Jesus because mm. you know, if we're called to follow Jesus I think we're meant to look and act and, and be like him and it's interesting because it? I've, I've met, I had conversations with people where they're saying that they like Jesus, but um, they're, they're not massive fans of, of Christians. Um, I remember going to the Occupy movement and seeing the people standing outside the cathedral saying we've got more in common with Jesus than you do. And, you know, it was a bit in your face, but actually there was something about it. They were standing up um, to injustice and they felt that they were standing where Jesus would stand and I would struggle to argue argue against that. In, term, in, in terms of thinking about works, in terms of our everyday life actually being a, a, a missional tool, the choices we make every day, if someone was saying, Chris, <laughs> For years, I've been very good at giving the right answers. <laughs> and I've also been okay at praying that God shows up and does miracles. But actually, what I need to do is work out a life that looks a bit more Jesus-y on Monday morning. What would be the three, your three top tips, if, if you like, for really thinking about how to live a Jesus-y lifestyle? Yeah, the, the top thing I would say is listen to your prayers because... Um, because I've been in prayer meetings before where there's sort of, we're all sat around and, and somebody's praying for a, for a, a neighbor of theirs who's really lonely. Um, and then like notice that like a, a few weeks later, they're still praying for this person 
who's their neighbor who's lonely and it's kind of that thing that slowly dawns on you that you know i do believe god wants to feed the hungry and comfort the lonely but it's not often by sort of stuff dropping out of the sky often it's the quiet gentle prompt of the holy spirit um calling us uh, to respond to the needs of people we see around us so um so yeah so so i guess my top top one would be listen um and the second one would be to um to read the gospels and just like be immersed in how jesus responded to people see see what he spent his time doing you know one of the things we often do is is um get rid of interruption from our lives but actually when you see what jesus did it was often when he was going about something doing his normal stuff uh when he was interrupted by someone and then something really amazing happened like the women at the well or uh, other examples where where he was interrupted on his way somewhere um so i'd say pay attention to uh interruptions um and a third one I, I think it really helps to be surrounded by a community of people that are trying to encourage one another to follow jesus together because i think it's very hard on your own because the truth is that if we really follow jesus it's very countercultural. if we're gonna try and live the sermon on the mount uh then it's not, it's not going to be easy. And there's actually some stuff that we have to unlearn in order to follow Jesus. So we've probably picked up some bad habits along the way and we need to uh, spend some time with others trying to work out what that is and then work out how can we follow this way of love, of peace, of justice, of joy. Um, and how can we, like, like when, we, when we're trying to work out, are we following the way of Jesus? A good way to look at it is, is saying, are we displaying the fruits of the Spirit? Um, so love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You know, so often our sort of criteria of success looks very different to, am I being loving today? Am I uh, sharing peace today? Um, so I think, yeah, so I'd... I don't know if that was three or five in the end, but some. <laughs> but, but certainly, it's certainly, certainly good to, to, to good advice to get to get thinking and acting about, and to actually put into put into practice. Listen to your prayers, read the gospel, grab into grab interruptions, and, and do it with other people together is mm. great advice. Chris, thank you so much for that. That's been really helpful, and bless you and all you're doing up there in Carlisle. Um, thank you so much.